Welcome back to Get Fady With It. Last week I didn't sing, so this week I did. I'm your co-host, ha 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 ha, Lee Stark. I didn't know you were going to say your name. I just thought you were going to be like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice. Um, I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. Uh, I sure I start saying Laidlaw. But like, I feel like I want to like for business, I might just say Sorensen. I changed my Facebook to Laidlaw. I saw that. I yeah, that was, big, that was a big step. Who is she? I'm just kidding. I know. So many people have been like, Mary Laidlaw, who <laughs> didn't want to John's aunt's like, request me. I don't know if she was delete. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, anyways, that's that. Anyways, we that's that on that. With an interview today. So um, we were just <laughs> looking up Grace's last name. So we have uh, what Grace bought. She's uh, on Instagram. That's her handle. Um, but I was just looking at her last name because I always like saying Gus's full name names um and so I looked it up and one she's got two last names I realized but also I don't know how to say them so um <laughs> I think we say it in the episode though like I'm almost sure we do um but just you know Grace if you're listening like I'm so sorry but we have Grace mashing Gen X here <laughs> name at all um but that way you guys know who we're talking about obviously so anyways we actually recorded this episode honestly feels like years ago forever ago yeah um but (laughs) (laughs) um, but i'm so excited to actually bring you guys this conversation we talk about a lot of kind of different areas of just kind of general life being an influencer Mm -hmm. balancing you know working in corporate and trying to do stuff online so a little different than you know some of our other interviews recently where we've really kind of dove into you know certain topics and things like that um this one we just kind of talk about like really just kind of balancing life everything through anxiety therapy um even like trying to have kids like what it's like to be a woman nowadays And and it was I thought this discussion was so good yeah. And it's, it's funny listening back to it because when we talk about therapy with Grace in this episode, you or I have not started therapy when we actually recorded mm-hmm. this. So kind of listening back to it now, I'm like, well, now I've had those first few sessions. And and so, yeah, it's kind of been interesting, um, you know. And I think that Grace was like such a, like, because I think I asked the same question that I asked you last week is just like, how do you get into therapy? Um, and she was just like very open and honest about her like first like meeting and like how it went and how she found her therapist and things like that. So I think that that was like also like a big push. Our list, or I mean, our, our listeners, our um, guests that we have on the podcast, I feel like are so influential on us as well, which is obviously why we want to share them with the world because we find them and seek them out and bring them onto our podcast. But I think that they're just so influential on us too. Um, so yeah. That, I don't know where that was going, but I just think that that was worth being said. I like it. Um, and with the influencing, um, Grace influences a lot because she is a partner with Amazon. And um, as much as I don't want to support Amazon, I do. Um, and I can't stop. So yeah, that's where we're at. You know, that's just agreed. That. Um, but she always is posting just such cute things from Amazon. And I know we were just talking about Mary. She influenced you to buy a couple of things. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for new things for the holiday season, just follow Grace because she's just going to post a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> and she tells you the sales too. Like when there's like a, like a sale going on, she'll like, let you know, like what it originally was and what it is now. And then I'm like, oh, that's a great deal. And I buy it. 
Yeah. <laughs> just follow her. Just like, especially with the holiday season coming up, she's going to be a great asset to yes. kind of have and, and find different things. Um, cause sometimes looking through Amazon for like gifts, it's just so overwhelming. Cause there's obviously yes. so much fucking stuff on that website. And so it's like, yeah. I can like, you know, a piece of home decor, like a, a cardigan or something like that. I'm like, that's cute. I can see that for so-and-so and mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier. I feel like to, to find. Yeah. Them. And she also does like, if you have like events coming up, like maybe you have your corporate like Christmas party coming up, like she'll like take ideas, like she'll find things like that and be like, this is be a great dress for you to wear to a corporate Christmas party. This is like to your family. Like this is to see your grant. Like she has like all these different things. And then she'll put like a question box sometimes where it'll be like, like, what do you want to see from me? And people will like put in their stuff and it's like, something to wear to my bridal shower, you know, or like to be a guest at a wedding. And like, sometimes like, I don't know, like if you run out of things, like, especially if you've never been to a winter wedding, like what dress do I wear to a winter wedding? Like, this is where it is. Like, how do I dress for this? And I think that's like, I think she's so different than most influencers for like Amazon in that way that she takes suggestions of like, what do you want to see? Definitely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's stop blabbing about her and let's just get into the episode. We'll get into it. Aside. Oh, we are here with the amazing, amazing Grace Genex. And Grace, to get started, just like we do with every guest, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you show up in this world? Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast, so no easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> We um, like you said, I'm Grace Janex. I am 20 years old. I live in the Chicago land area. Um, I'm recently kind of married. I got married last year, but then had a COVID wedding. So I think everyone's, you know, used to that whole story. <laughs> um, my full-time job, I work in ad tech nine to five. So doing that grind all day long but I'm lucky enough to do it from home full time. So on the side, I am an influencer or content creator or whatever you want to call me, Um, whatever, any term everyone wants to use these days. Um, And I like to consider myself the personal shopper that you didn't know you needed. So I like to find deals all day long, post them on Instagram um, and really connect with everyone over DMs. Yeah, your Instagram is dangerous because I already have an Amazon problem. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I get that a lot. Like, it's so funny. Like, some girl the other day, she was like, I have to unfollow you. And I was like, I'll miss you. Like, please don't. <laughs> but I get it. Like, I'm the same way, especially with Amazon or anything that has free shipping, yeah. because that that's what makes me not want to buy something. Like, if I have to pay a dollar for shipping I'm done like I'm not I'm not buying Help it me out. <laughs> yeah and the free returns like that's what gets me because it's like oh well like there's no like strings attached like I could just return this and it's free like right oh. back to the store if I don't want it like it's fine it's so crazy I think like the delivery people and the UPS people just like hate me or love me I don't know I'm like <laughs> in business but one of the two they're, they're my friends I'm with them all the time <laughs> I love that. So while we're on that, how did you kind of get into like being an influencer and like choosing that route to be like your side business, I guess? Yeah. So I have always really liked affordable clothing. I I'm not proud of it, but I, 
I just like to wear things only a couple of times and then kind of move on from it. Of course, like donate, what have you. Um, but that's how I kind of just started shopping at Amazon. I had my first job downtown Chicago and I lived um, up north in Lakeview and I would take the train home, but it was like, I wasn't going to take the train home with all these shopping bags. And I was like, I have to figure out a way to do this. I'm not going to go <laughs> shopping and then pay for an Uber or taxi on the way home. So I was like, wait, I can just start like ordering clothes and then delivering them um, to my apartment. And so I did that for years and people were always asking me where I got my clothes. And I was like, it's Amazon, it's Amazon. And for a little bit, I was like, oh, it's Amazon. You know, like I was like a little mm -hmm. embarrassed about it because not a lot of people were doing it. Sure. And then I was just laying in my bed one night and I saw another page, another girl who was doing something similar. And I was like, oh, I can do that. So I just randomly started the page and I wasn't thinking anything of it. I was like, I don't know what this is going to turn into, but like my friends and family will just, you know, follow me. Like you couldn't even shop anything when I was originally posting. Um, and I was like, well, this is a lot healthier than just like scrolling Instagram and seeing all these like fitness models. And I was mm -hmm. like, might as well be like productive while I'm laying in bed. Right. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Love that. So it was like very natural. <laughs> And how has it been for you being in like corporate America, nine to five type of job and balancing your side business? Cause I know a lot of people, I mean, starting out if they want to have a side business, it can be scary to be like, okay, but how am I going to balance this? I'm already working 40, you know, or 40 plus hours a week. So how did that look for you initially? And how have you sort of grown your routine with it? Yeah. So initially I would say initially I wasn't really thinking too much of it and then once it started to grow and become something I would say it became pretty unhealthy like I would wake up in the morning it was the first thing that I did I was like this is what I'm doing like I would spend I would wake up at like 4 45 and just like spend an hour doing that and I was like okay this isn't great and I did that for years and probably oh, wow. only recently like maybe a year ago nine months even I was like I have to be off my phone in the morning like it's not healthy I would really stress myself out, get a lot of anxiety about it. Um, and I still, I mean, I would still say that I'm not the healthiest. Like, I don't think I've taken a true day off not posting in years. Um, but I also love it. So at the same time, I'm like, uh, it's like unhealthy. But at the same time, I'm like, I could just be looking at all these like fitness models all day and not sure. being healthy. So I would say it's definitely grown into a spot where I'm like, I don't feel like I need to respond to every single DM right away. Mm -hmm. um, I will let those things go. I have a, I have an alarm on my phone at 9 PM every night that says no more Amazon, meaning <laughs> get off and go to bed, like read a book. Um, and it's not the first thing I do anymore in the morning, which I think is really healthy. Yeah, definitely. And I know that's something I've, well, both Mary and I have been trying to get mm -hmm. better at is not being on our phones in the morning. So <laughs> we can relate so to that. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. Even if you just want to check, you mm -hmm. know, to make sure nothing happened over the night, you know, right. with your friends and family, it's not necessarily mm -hmm. like work or anything, but yeah. I have a really, really healthy relationship with my nine to five. So <laughs> that's good. That's something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you like, as you started to build your following, you know, how has that kind of influenced or maybe not influenced is the right word, but how has that kind of 
grown you and grown your business as you've continued to grow on Instagram? And how has that looked like? Is it something that you would like to go into full time or is it something, you know, you always want as a side business? I would love to hear just kind of your thought process a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would ever do it full time and I go back and forth with it a lot. I actually really like my job um, in ad tech. I find it very interesting, very fun. I feel like it does help influence my side business too, because I work in social media full on like full time. So I get ideas and it sparks me for my side business. And I, I also like the security of it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I like the security of having a 401k and like knowing that like if I want to take a day off, like my job's not, you know, I'm still getting paid for PTO or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think about it all the time. I think about it a lot when like having children and like, mm-hmm. how am I going to do it sure. but right now? I'm just like, why can't I have it all? You yeah. know, like I have the time. It's not like stressing me out mentally. And I'm like, let's just do it until I can't anymore. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I I think it's, oh, oh, Mary, go ahead. Nope. (laughs) I was gonna say, I think it's so common that people either they want to be an influencer, just want to be at full time, or they start doing, you know, whether it's influencing or whatever, you know, kind of business they may have. And then they want to do that full time, but some, obviously it takes time to get there. And it's like, yes, you're nine to five or, you know, whatever can hold that security. And sometimes you need that security you know, a decent amount into building a business. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. It's not something that happens overnight. And, I, and think, I think, oh, go ahead. I think there's this culture right now about like everyone being an entrepreneur and everyone Definitely. has a side business. And it's like, if you work a nine to five, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you working mm-hmm. for the man? And it's like, well, somebody has to be working, you know, like in corporate mm-hmm. America. Right. I, know, I get that it's not for everyone, but I don't think there should be shame around it. And I feel like that's what a lot of, and not in, not all influencers, but I feel like that's what's like being portrayed more than ever, especially yeah. in the past year. People are like, "I get out of corporate America, get out of corporate America. And it's like, it's not that easy for everyone. Like not everyone yeah. can just take a risk. Right, yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say is that I feel like a lot of people like, and it, it obviously is different if you're sitting at work all day and you hate your nine to five and you could have, you know, a business that is making the same amount of money, things like that. You can afford to buy insurance outside of it. But I think if you enjoy your nine to five and you need that security, like, I think that that is like, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I see it all the time. Like the whole, like quit your job, just start your side hustle, like continue. And I think that that's a very privilege thing for a lot of people to do which like I'm very envious of I wish that I like had I wish that I even had like a side business that I wanted to do you know like that would make me money like that but it's just yeah exactly it's just like I think that a lot of people are in this culture of like quitting your job and I think a lot of people have made that mistake and had to go back to corporate America and it's like if you like your job and you like your company that you're at like maybe take a couple steps back and like stay there for a while Totally. And I also think it's not that easy to grow and go viral and like be this huge influencer. Like it was 2010. Of course you have these people on TikTok now who go viral and they get millions of views, 
But if you look and see if they're like getting brand deals off that, off like five viral videos, I mean, the answer is probably no. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now with TikTok and not as much YouTube. I feel like YouTube is kind of phased out a little bit, but like, it was like, you had that viral video and oh my gosh, you're set for life. It's like, it doesn't always happen like that. (laughs) You have a viral video, end of story. I had another Instagram account in college where I was like posting my own outfits. And this was in like 2013. And I was like, why didn't I continue it? (laughs) (laughs) It's too funny. Um, With like growing and it sounds like with everything that you did, it was so organic because like you were just choosing to post your life and your outfits and things like that I guess how did you grow your large following that you do have and like when did you start seeing like brand deals or people reaching out for like sponsors and things like that yeah I would say growing it was very organic I would I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups podcast groups local Chicago groups what have you and I would just post my handle there. And I'm like, Hey, follow me. Um, if there was like a question about something or if someone was looking for something to wear to an event, I would post my, I would post the item. And then I would be like, Hey, I actually have this account, like follow me. Um, but besides that, it's really just word of mouth. I don't do any like giveaways that you probably see a lot of influencers do. And I, don't have as many followers as probably some of the people who like started around the same time as me, but my, the people who follow me are so loyal. I like, I think that's because I answer every single DM. I do not let one go to like missed. If I do miss a DM, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I love interacting with them and actually like finding them clothes that make them like feel confident and feel happy. So I think it's all about just like grow the people that you have, like put all your love and your energy towards them. Don't worry about all of these. Like you can win a Louis Vuitton bag here. Like, you know, like don't into any of these type of giveaways. It will help your page grow fast and you will probably get like swipe ups, even though those are gone now, like the stickers. So people can shop, but they're not going to be loyal followers and brands will also know that. Sure. That makes sense. And kind of switching topics a little bit, something I wanted to talk about is therapy with you. So (laughs) um, I know that, you know, I would love to talk about kind of that conversation of, or opening up that conversation of how do you know it was time for you to start seeing a therapist? How did that look for you? And that's, I'm very much in that position now. Like I've known I needed to go to therapy for years and I finally made the decision last week that I'm like going. And then yesterday I was about to call and I literally hit dial and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. And I stopped. And then today I made a reminder I'm calling tomorrow, but it's nervous. It's like, it's nerve wracking. Cause you're like, I know I'm going to find out some shit about myself and I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I started going to therapy probably in April or May of 2020. And I feel like half of America did or half the world started going to therapy then. And I was in such a low spot. I was so, I wasn't like, I don't know if I was sad because of COVID, but I was someone who likes to be very busy. Like I like to have a schedule. Like 
and my days were always so planned out. Like I really didn't have like any time to like sit and think and reflect and just like really think about myself as a person. And then the world stopped and I had to sit there and like sit in my thoughts. And I still was like, I don't know why I'm so unhappy. I don't understand. Like I just couldn't get out of it. Not being able to travel was really hard. At the time, my husband and I had different views on if we were going to travel because of COVID and that was really hard. We were living in a one bedroom apartment in downtown Chicago where everything was happening last summer. And I was, I was at my breaking point. I mean, there was really nothing that I could do. I had, I had to get help. I had to go to therapy. Like it was affecting my relationship, my friendships, me personally. And it was really at that time, I was like, if I don't find a therapist, I am like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I can't sit and be here so unhappy anymore. And this was also when like the gyms were closed and I was Mm -hmm. working out, working, you know, doing everything in this one bedroom apartment. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. Like I have to talk to someone and get all of this out. Yeah. Um, And I just like looked at my insurance plan and I just started calling people. And the first therapist I met with is the one that I still meet with. Um, But I remember, I remember calling and at that point, I didn't know the difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist. And I had gotten um, a hold of a psychiatrist, which I think they can only like prescribe medicine. Mm-hmm. But she was talking to me and she just like wanted to know how I was feeling. And I was like, okay, well, this is therapy. Like, and I just started bawling and I was just like letting everything out. And she's like, okay, um, well, do you want medicine? Um, and I was like, no, like, like, uh, no, like I would rather, you know, I just like, I want to try to talk to someone first. Like there's nothing wrong with medicine, but I was like, oh, sure. I just like, I really want to try to talk to someone first. I don't necessarily want to get into medicine right now. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can't do anything to help you. And I, but, and even though that was not a great situation, I felt so much better talking to a stranger after and just having her listen. And I was like, I'm sold. This is it. I love that. I love that. And I think that's where, like, I know it can be so beneficial, but it's just scary making that first move. <laughs> it is yeah. And it's, it's honestly, it's so awkward the first couple of times. Cause you're like, I don't know what to talk about. I mean, everything looks fine. Don't I look fine? I mean, right. I'm fine. And it's like, I am not fine. So it's all about just doing it and just getting over the awkwardness for the first couple of sessions, because it's truly like dating. I love so that. Funny. <laughs> How did you decide that you were like going to go in person rather than like do it virtually? Cause there's things like better help or talk space or things like that, where you don't actually ever meet them in person. How yeah. did you like make that decision? Was it just based on like insurance? So I still do it virtually, but it is in person. Oh, okay. Do it over zoom. Um, but that I just started during COVID. So there was no even option to do it in person. So mm-hmm. it was really just everything over a video call, um, which I actually prefer because it's like, I love just like, I just like roll into my office. I'm like, Hey, let me spill my guts. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to my ad tech meeting for the rest. Of, you know, <laughs> like I have therapy eight to nine and now I'm like rolling into my next meeting nine to 10. So it make, I feel like it makes it easier because you don't have to like, think about it. Your excuses are a lot less, you know, 
it'd be so easy to just be like, oh, I don't want to go today and just be like, I'm sick. Yeah, absolutely. And how is it? I'm curious because I know I was just talking with someone at my uh, corporate job and I know he had mentioned he does therapy like on his lunches. And how is that doing a therapy session and going into work? I'm curious. So I feel like like when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm going to have to do like a mine on a Friday afternoon because I'm going to be wrecked for the weekend. <laughs> I think it depends. I mean, I would definitely your first couple, I would just like see how you feel. Um, but sometimes it's like nice to just get it all out and then just like go on with your life because sure. if you stop and then like, like you said, be wrecked for the weekend, it's like, you're kind of giving into that anxiety and depression even more. Sure. So it almost makes it better to be like, here, let me spill my guts and let's to move it up. and like, we're moving on like the rest of the days ahead of me. But I can also understand, like, I don't have anything so heavy to talk about. Like, I'm sure some people do oh, that sure. would be very emotional and they have to like go back into their memory and like dig it out. Um, and if that is you, I would recommend maybe like at night and then like go to sleep and then wake up a fresh start. Yeah. Um, I just kind of like going into it and then moving on with my day. I like that. And then as far as, so for like Holly and I, we've never gone to therapy and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have never gone to therapy. Um, well, I did when I was little, but had no idea what we were actually doing there. But um, so when they're like talking to you, is it like you get to choose the topic of the day or is it like more guided or do they like try to pick up where you left off? Like just to give people like an idea. Cause I think that that's like a big fear, at least of mine is like, what are we going to talk about? Like, are you going to try to like help me like decide what to talk about or am I just going to like go? Yeah. So I think it kind of goes back and forth and I think it does depend on your therapist. I think mm -hmm. of course the first couple of sessions, you're just going to talk. You're just going to kind of talk about how you feel. Um, then we started reading or like every week I would bring, read this chapter of this book called don't believe everything you feel. And that was really nice because I would read a chapter and then we would have like a guided session talking about the things in the chapter. And then it that. also has like little things for you to fill in little questions about how you feel. Um, one of the big topics for me and why I started going to therapy is just like guilt. I feel guilty about literally everything. Like right now somebody could like blow the stop sign and hit another car and I would feel like it was my fault like I just have like this huge guilt complex <laughs> which I feel like is very common um and that book talks about it a lot so I think that's why she recommended it to me but I I loved like reading it and then being able to like discuss everything we I felt or read during it I love that I'm sure every therapist like you said is so different but it's nice to hear like kind of like one way that people go about it too. Cause like, I feel like that even just like made me feel more calm about like going to a therapist. Oh yeah. And I mean, if your therapist doesn't like recommend something like that, it's called don't believe everything you feel. It's a guided workbook. I think it's like $15. There's tons of chapters in there and you can, I mean, you could even just do it yourself. If you don't want to mm -hmm. do it with a therapist, you've really learned a lot about yourself. So interesting. I'm going to have to remember to look that book up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. also I'm going to call my therapist's office tomorrow. Like I have my phone, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. um, and then 
I feel like I have so many topics that we're going to cover. So we say this with every guest, but we'll probably just have to have you back some in the future, like dive into maybe some topics, but <laughs> something I know I really wanted to talk about is, um, having a wedding during COVID because I saw Mary go through a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And even though I can't really relate, cause I got engaged during COVID, but we haven't really started planning much. So I can't really relate to much on that level. I would love to hear the two of you more so talk about, and you know, how that was, what it felt like to have to, you know, postpone and rearrange weddings and things like that. Cause I think there is a lot of people that can relate to it. There's also a lot of people that can't, and they're like, they understand yes, why you're canceling it. But at the same time, like just go to the courthouse. And it's like, well, sometimes you want to still have this place yeah. and family and things like that. So I would love if you two can just converse on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. Well, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, well, I can kind of tell my story and then we can just kind of talk about it. So we got engaged March of 2019 and we had planned our wedding for March 21st, 2020. Um, everything shut down in the city of Chicago, like March 14th. So that was one week before my wedding was supposed to be. It was, it felt like the most dramatic day of my life. Let me tell you, my mom and dad drove up from uh, my hometown and my dad and I were actually going to practice our father daughter dance that day. That was like the plan. That's why they're driving up. We ended up FaceTiming with my husband's parent, my husband's parents and like the six of us together just decided we can't have this wedding. And that was before the city shut down, Mm -hmm. Um, like made this decision ourselves out of just like the health of our guests and everything like that. Um, I was so sad mainly because I was like, it was, you know, it was a two week shutdown. I was like, all these Mm -hmm. April brides are going to be able to have their wedding. I was like, it's just not fair. I'm like, it's just, like the last two weekends in March, I'm like, we're so screwed. We had already paid for everything like 90% because we were seven days out. Like mm-hmm. the coral yeah. was already ordered, you know, like everything was, everything was set. Yeah. So very dramatic. I had been doing like dry, I did dry January and then I didn't really drink in February, March that much. We popped the champagne. My nieces were in Girl Scouts. We opened those Girl Scout cookies. I was like shoving <laughs> in my mouth, drinking champagne it was St. Patrick's day, like downtown. So I was just like, I was just drinking and just like, I'm like, I, I <laughs> waited a year for this and here we are. Um, but then like, as time went on, it just didn't feel as dramatic, but I started to get anxiety about anything else in my life that I was planning. Cause I was like, I'm like, I came one week out, like my husband and I were going to Michigan last summer. I mean, you guys know, like Michigan was a hot spot last summer yep. like, I was going there. And I was just so convinced it was going to get canceled just because everything else had been canceled. I was mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't it be? Um, it didn't get canceled and everything was fine. And then we ended up getting married over Labor Day weekend, 2020, um, for two reasons or multiple reasons, but I just couldn't fathom like my grandma like something my grandma's almost 90 I couldn't imagine I'm like my grandma was alive in March like I just can't imagine her not being at my wedding and it like Mm -hmm. things like that started getting really sad because I was like she was she was meant to be there you know like everyone that was like alive in March of 2020 should have been at my wedding so um, I don't even know like why we decided Labor Day weekend I think 
oh, because we had rescheduled our wedding from March to Labor Day weekend, like to have the big wedding. And then as time got on, we just canceled that. And then um, we had it in my husband's backyard. It was like a beautiful, intimate ceremony. Like I wouldn't change it for the world. I spent so much time with my grandma that day, like literally just like talking to her. Um, and Joe's dad actually married us, which was really special. Um, and it was just, it was honestly, it was the best day ever. And we ended up having our big wedding a couple of weeks ago, um, Labor Day weekend, 2021. I hardly talked to my grandma and <laughs> it was still really <laughs> fun, but it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine getting married that day. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, this is like madness. But it also made me stay like pretty calm. Cause I was like, no, nah, once you cancel a wedding, it's like, what do I have to worry about? Like people kept asking me, they're like, what's the weather look like? I'm like, I literally haven't even looked at it. Like that's what, <laughs> that's like what I should be worried about. But I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, as long as the day happens. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I feel you on so many of those things. It's like once, once you can't, like I had the big dramatic cause so I was supposed to get married in July of 2020 and I was like, we're going to, we're going to get there. Like, it's just going to pass. And as like months kept going and like all my friends were getting married last year too. And so like, it was like, as they continued canceling their weddings and I saw other brides cause like I'm in all these Facebook groups with brides and they're all canceling their weddings. Yeah. And it's like, all of them are canceling and I'm like, I'm going to have to cancel mine. Like, this is it. Like I'm going to cancel it. And I had my dramatic moment as well. So I like completely feel you on that. But like you said, like, as it like passed that date, the date kept getting further and further away from your original wedding date. It's like, you kind of just like stopped caring. Is yeah. that like how you felt? Yeah. I mean, okay. Number one, the Facebook groups were out of control. It was like, yeah my wedding is this day in this place. Do you think it's going to get canceled? And I was just like, girls, everyone's wedding is canceled. Like we all have to get over it. And like, there's yeah. so, like, there was so many bigger things happening. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, if you're uh, one Facebook group, I saw this girl, she was supposed to have like a spring wedding and then it moved to fall or something. And she was like, should I make all my bridesmaids get new dresses? Because they were originally light pink. And I was like, I can't, I'm like, these girls are going so crazy and I get That's it. It's not... such a big, such a big moment in your life. And it, it is hard to go through, but it's not like, it's not life changing, you know, like yeah. your day is still going to happen. If you're more concerned about this big event rather than like who you're actually marrying, it's like, look inward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that was like one of the hardest things for me was that I think that the outside contributors of like, even just like friends and family, like being like, well, when are you going to plan it again? And like, are you going to do the same thing? And is it at the venue? And are you keeping these people? And it's like, I just don't care anymore. Like, I just don't care. Like I'm with the person that I love. Like we are going to get married eventually. And like, I feel like the outside factors were like the biggest thing for me it was just like, okay leave me alone please oh gosh, the outside factors were crazy it was insane honestly and we had such an easy wedding planning period prior to everything like mm -hmm. I remember sitting with my husband beginning of March and we're like do you think we have enough white claws like do you think maybe we're like we should put in a more another white claw order and I was like wow that was our biggest <laughs> biggest problem right hey enough no I completely agree problems. 
<laughs> well, I ended up getting married August 20th, which is when Chicago, like, just put in their, like, masks are coming back. Like, everything's, like, going to start closing down again. So, like, for that two-week period after my wedding, I was just, like, on pins and needles being, like, please, nobody get COVID. Like, I'm so stressed out that, like, someone's going to call me and be, like, I have COVID, and it happened at your wedding, and I have to call everybody. I, when that mask mandate went out, I was like, is this happening to me again? Is my right. wedding canceled? And I was just like, I was more mad because I bought this like super cute party dress from Revolve. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, I spent more money on this dress than I would ever spend on a dress. And I was so excited. And I was like, that was really what I was mad about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do get really nervous about that too. And I, I was nervous about someone getting sick for my wedding. But then I had to take a step back and I was like, everyone that's coming is choosing to come. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is their decision. No, it's not like this is happening March of 2020 where no one knows what's happening. No right. one knows yeah. how, how you can get sick from this or like the people who could be exposed and get really sick from it. I was like, everyone knows this is your decision. Yeah. Um, but from what I know, no. I wish you were around when I was getting married. <laughs> It was so stressful. It really was. Yeah. I'd love to hear. So I know you said when COVID was kind of first happening, you and um, you were living downtown in a one bedroom apartment. Now, were you living with your now husband at that point? Yes. So we had been living together, I think maybe like two years at that point. Okay. So I'm curious, how was, I mean, something we talk about through kind of through episodes, I feel like we haven't really had a a specialized episode is just relationship health. And like, I thankfully, I'm so grateful that I was in a two bedroom apartment when this happened so that me and my fiance who are both working from home could at least be in separate rooms kind of, but Mm -hmm. we we lived in a one bedroom apartment before this. So I'm like, that could have been us. So how was that relationship dynamic during that time for you guys? And now um, I think you've moved into, are you in a house or like a condo now? Okay. And how has that changed now that yes, we are technically out of like what we were in last summer, but like, it's still going on. You know, I mean, almost everybody's still like working from home too. Right. Right. So I'd love to see how that dynamic changed with your guys' spaces. Yeah. So I would say at the beginning of COVID, it was really hard. Like I said, I was in such a bad mental state. I was so used to, like, I don't like having a lot of outside control on my life. Like I just like live how I want to live. Like my, my husband doesn't control me. My family doesn't control me. Like we're just like all in this together, but no one's like putting pressure on each other. Mm-hmm. But there was so much pressure from the outside world on judgment of what you were doing. If you were like on a walk without a mask, if you were doing this without a mask and like all the judgment was affecting my husband and I differently. I think for him, he was feeling more judgment from people and maybe a little bit more pressure. But for me, I was like, I'm not letting these people control my life. Like I'm going to do what I feel like safe about. So I think that was something that was hard. And then it was just like, you sit there and you think about all these things all the time. And I'm like, I just want to make everything better, but I can't. And I was in such a negative headspace with everything going on, like with going to therapy and just feeling guilty and just everything. And I just couldn't get out of it. So the space definitely did not help. Um, I would try to really go on walks every day and just really get some time outside of the house. Um, I would say going, I went to therapy all last summer and that was super helpful. And by the time we moved, I was like a completely different person because I had put that work into myself. 
So naturally, when we moved into the house, I was, I guess, happier or just like lighter, but I don't know if the space necessarily changed it. So I, I, I do say that living in a one bedroom was hard because it was hard. Like sure. we were both working in the kitchen or someone was working on the bed. Like the circumstances were not as ideal, but if I think back and look on like the little fights that we had that weren't because I was like going, I was very unstable. They're still the same fights that we have today. So, or I should just say like little arguments or little tips. Mm -hmm. So even though we have a much bigger space now, I would say that it's just kind of like everything. Like you always think the next best thing is going to fix your problems and it really doesn't. Oh, sure. So you have to just be comfortable in yourself. You have to be comfortable in your relationship. And if you're always wanting the next best thing, you're never going to be happy where you're at. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of couples had to kind of figure that out <laughs> when you're in such close quarters 24 seven all the time. Oh yeah. God. I feel like it was like make or break it. Like there should have been some kind of reality TV show about people in their relationships during quarantine. Cause I know so many people who like broke up during this oh, time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I always say, I'm like, we almost got divorced before we got married. I'm like, <laughs> I feel that a lot. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I always tell my fiance, I'm like, well, quarantine really helped us. Like you gave me a ring during that time. So I guess it was great for us. <laughs> I know it is crazy to watch like everyone's different relationship dynamics happen during quarantine. Oh, I definitely. Mean, it made people, it made people crazy. Uh -huh. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody should be home with the same person 24 hours a day. Yeah. And my yeah. husband and I also met at work. So like I would hear his calls and I'm like, I understand everything he's saying. And it's like, it wasn't confusing me for my nine to five, but I was like, I'd like to hear about something else. <laughs> sure, sure. Right. Exactly. Oh, my mind was like, my, oh, oh. No, <laughs> go ahead. What did you say? I was saying my fiance feels the same way. He hates, uh, he, no, he doesn't hate, but he can like quote everything I'm saying. We're in completely different fields. Like I work in university. He's an account manager, but he's like, he's always like making fun of my conversations. What do you want to hear about our program? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was taking calls all day, which I now take calls again, but like, it was like constant calls before. So it was just like the, I'm sure it got so annoying for him. Cause it was like, thank you for calling blah, blah, blah. Like, can I have your name and number? And, what, and it's like, I'm sure that got so annoying for him to hear every single day from upstairs I bet. and just the constant like phone ringing all day. Yes. My husband, now he goes into work two days a week, but his office kind of continues to like, they go to the office and then sometimes they're like, oh, it's not safe. And then bring him back home. And every time he comes back home, I'm like, we had such a nice thing going. <laughs> <laughs> like, why'd you got to ruin this? <laughs> Yeah, my husband literally went back for a week and I was like, that was kind of nice to like have the house to myself, to be able to do whatever I wanted. And then they sent him home and I was like, cool. <laughs> Isn't it weird though at the same time? Yeah, it is weird. Cause then I'm like, weird. I go to say something, like tell them, like tell him something. And I'm like, oh, never mind. He's not here. <laughs> like, oops. Like you, you think it's going to be like perfect, but then it's just like, oh. You know, there's no, there's no perfect answer. There's no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My fiance has been back in the office for almost a month now and he's back all five days a week. And so often I'm like, Hey, no one's there. And so I feel like I'm having these in-depth conversations with my cat because she's the only thing that's around me. <laughs> but I do like it a little bit because it's like, even now, like we have to not really talk during the day a lot because then it's like at dinner, we just like, 
well, we talked about everything. Like, yeah. see anything new on the internet today? <laughs> like, what do you want to talk about? Because, <laughs> like, we'll literally talk, like, all day. So I'm like, let's save stuff. Like, save stuff to talk about. Yeah. So. Um, something I would like to talk about with you. I know you had mentioned that you're going to be starting your TTC journey or trying to conceive journey. So yeah. I would love to hear just how you've been preparing for this, how you're feeling. I mean, it's scary. It's a big journey. Like I'm going to be in the next year or so, probably starting that journey myself. So I'd love to hear kind of where you're at, where your head's at, maybe anything you're doing to prepare all of that good stuff. Yeah. So we're not like actively trying to, like I said, before this call, I'm still on birth control, but Sam, I might be getting off of it. So I'll be kind of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am so nervous about the thought of, I'm nervous about like, I guess three steps of it. I'm nervous about trying to conceive. I'm nervous about, I'm not really, I'm nervous about trying to conceive. And then like, miscarrying I think that's like one big fear together mm -hmm. and then I'm nervous I'm so like so anxious about my postpartum body like I just know that is going to spiral me if I don't like figure out something beforehand and then I'm nervous about like how to do it all once I do have a kid yeah so I'm just like I'm not even to a like I don't even want to try to conceive for like a year or two like but I am so anxious and nervous about it already. I'm like, what is going to happen to me in the next two years? And I think a lot of the time now, like I've had a couple of friends that have had miscarriages or atopic pregnancies. And it's just like, why, like, why is all this happening? Is it happening more than it used to? Or is it just now that people are more open about it? Or is it just now that I'm at a certain age where like, I'm hearing people talk about it? Um, but it freaks me out. And I know like I probably a lot of our moms had a miscarriage back in the day and they just like, didn't really talk about it. It was right. like, mm -hmm. it, was, it was not normal, but it was just something that like happened and they just kind of like moved on with it. Yeah. And I'm sure it was so emotional to them, but I don't think they talked about it the way it is now. And I'm happy women are talking about it, but I'm also so freaking scared about it because it's like, no one knows like what's going to happen mm -hmm. to you until you actually try. Right. Yeah. I know I had a dream just the other night and I woke up and I was like, is it real? Cause I had a dream. We like had our, our house. I was pregnant with our first kid and it felt <laughs> so real. And I woke up and I was like, okay, no baby. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> I know. Like, how are you? Like, I have never changed a diaper. Like, I can't say since having, I, yeah. <laughs> that has helped me a lot. Um, <laughs> like I was around kids before, like I used to babysit when I was younger and stuff like that. But once my brother had um, his daughter two years ago, having to watch her and I still have, we're, we're going to do an overnight with her soon. So it'll be like me and my fiance's first go around, but like having to just watch her for short periods, it's like, well, this is exhausting and I have to change her diaper and I have to get her food and I have to cut it up in these little pieces. And mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is just for three hours. Like actually I've got to do this all the time. All day. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to one of my girlfriends, she's pregnant right now. And I was like, Oh, are you like nervous, excited? Cause she's due like in like the next month. And I'm like, are you nervous or excited or like both like I know like a lot of moms are like in that in-between stage and she's like honestly like the only thing that's freaking me out is like she's like and obviously it's too late she's like but I'm gonna have this kid forever like <laughs> yeah. it just never goes away like 
during their cute stages, like that's great and you love it and like it's exhausting. But then it's like, I still call my mom and I'm 28 years old. Like I call her every single day. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like you are a mom forever. Like that's, I think what scares me the most is like, they never leave. Like they're always there. Yeah, they never leave. It's not like, it's, yeah, it's not like marrying someone. It's not like mm-hmm. buying a house. It's not like getting a job. Like those things are all like disposable. I mean, they shouldn't be. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. You're, like, you, you're a mom. Yeah. And it's just like, I get, so I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was just like, I am so nervous. And I just like, don't think people talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I also wanted to bring up something that you said, because it's something that I've thought about a lot because so my sister, she, her daughter will be turning one next month and she just like bounced back like that. Like she doesn't work out. She's like not into like, she eats like semi healthy, but she's not like someone who's like right on it. And like, she looks perfect. And I'm like, I'm so nervous because I'm already at a point where I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm working out. Like I can't even do like what I'm doing now without a kid. And then it's like, I'm so nervous about like my postpartum body. Like you said, it's like, it hasn't even happened yet. And I'm already nervous about like, how am I going to get back to it? Like, I'm not someone who can just like bounce back. Like I'm going to have to like work out. I'm going to have to eat healthy. And like, that's already something that I'm struggling with. So like, I kind of want more of like your thoughts on that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, my body dysmorphia now is crazy, especially when I'm like on my period or I join mm-hmm. the and I ate bad and I'm like you know a little puffy who isn't Mm -hmm. and it's like my body dysmorphia is crazy then I can't imagine how it will be after I have the baby because it's not like the baby just comes out and your stomach goes down like right like nine months in nine months out like that's what it should be but yeah a lot of people they do they just bounce right back and they think it's like such a bad standard for women to just like have to bounce back right away. I saw, um, I don't know if you guys watch anything on Bravo or Vanderpump rules, but one of the girls, Sheena was the premiere. It premiered this week and she had just had a baby at the end of April. And then they were throwing her a birthday party at the beginning of May. I think there was seven days between like when she gave birth and when this party, Oh my goodness! she wore like this bodycon dress. It was bright pink. And I was like, (laughs) good for you for like realizing what this looks like, because yeah, you're not supposed to just like bounce back right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and if you really think about it, it's like for most people, like, I mean, even if you have like a C-section, it's like, you're getting stitches. Like you're basically having a certain, like you pushed a human out of yourself, like, or it was taken out of you, but it's like, you just had like surgery and then you have to go and take care of this baby. Like my sister said it, she's like, they tell you like, you can't carry 10 pounds but then they hand you your baby in their car seat like to walk out of the hospital with which is definitely like over 10 pounds with the baby in it she's like and then like you're expected to like breastfeed and get up in the middle of the night and like take care of this baby when it's like when you get stitches for like anything else or you have a surgery it's like you have this like time to recover from it and it's like you don't have that with a baby like you have to be right on it so it's like how am I supposed to lose this like or like bounce back when I'm like also doing a second job and then go back to work and yeah. Then, yeah and then go back to work it's like why it's like and, it's just like insanity to me and I know like it has to be fine because like yeah millions of people do it and like yeah. it has to all be good and like there it has to be worth it you know that's what they always say mm-hmm. so I believe that it is 
but I'm also going to really try. And I like, that's why I like having these conversations before, like I'm even like trying to conceive because I'm Mm -hmm. trying to like normalize it to myself. But Mm -hmm. I've also come to the point where like breastfeeding, I'm like, if it doesn't work for me, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like really want to, because it's supposed to be better for the baby, whatever they, whatever they say about that. But I also think you have to make yourself a priority. And that's what I been reading about and listening to on other podcasts it's like if you don't put yourself first like everything else in this world mm-hmm. it's never you know it, it no one else is going to be good either like you have to put yourself first to like give love to others definitely and I think yeah. there's so many like like you were saying with breastfeeding I think people are so hard on themselves for things like that like yes I would love to breastfeed but if I can't or if my child is not latching or something like I'm not gonna force it you know what I mean mm-hmm. like great. I guess I'll use formula. Like, is it my preferred thing? No, but I'm not going to force this child if, or force my body to do something that it can't do or, or whatever, but you know, the issue is at that point. And I think so many people get, or so many women get stuck on like, I have to do it this way. I have to do it. And I'm like, you don't have to, I understand so many of us want to, but sometimes like we all have different bodies. Like sometimes things mm-hmm. are just going to work just like the woman next door or the next, you know, our best friend or whatever the case. And I think it can be hard to understand that, that we all have such different circumstances and bodies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it like going back to my therapy, like the guilt that I feel, I can't imagine how much mom guilt I will have. It's out of this world. Like I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go to therapy every day. (laughs) Well, I was just seeing another influencer that I follow. She is about to give birth to her second and she was talking, I'm going to have to go back in her like stories and see, or like DM her or something and see like what she was talking about because she said that she's going to therapy specifically because she had postpartum depression before because like of not being able like her baby wasn't able to latch and she wasn't able to breastfeed and that like really gave her like this postpartum like this mom guilt of like not being able to like provide for the child and so she now for her second is like going through because she wanted to have like an all-natural birth too and like she's now going to therapy to like talk to this person who's like specialized in like talking to mothers like pre-birth and then like post-birth, like following you on your journey with it. There was a specific name she used. I'm going to have to look it up. I should probably come prepared next time when I say these things. But like, um, she was like talking about that. You don't even think about like, if you had a plan, like for her, she had a plan for a natural birth. It didn't happen. Her baby was breached. She had to go to the hospital. Like that gave her guilt, like not being able to breastfeed gave her guilt, like all these different things. And it's like, I think it's just like insane that we can grow a human inside of us much less like have to like do all of these things afterwards and like prepare for it in the meantime and like I think that therapy could 100% help with all of that yeah I mean that is so smart to go to therapy while you're pregnant and then following your journey after even if that's just an hour to yourself you know Mm -hmm. every week after you have a baby um I'm gonna have to look into that yeah, it, I'll think of the name and I'll, or I'll ask her about it because she always responds. But like, I just, I thought that was so smart because you don't like, there's so much pressure put on you. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that people like realize that. And then it's just like, oh, well, you just have like the post baby sads. And it's like, no, I just pushed a human out of me. And like a lot of like stuff is like going on right now. <laughs> my hormones are changing. Yeah, yeah, my whole body has changed. It's like, it's crazy. Ugh. 
Um, something that I know that we like to talk about with a lot of our guests is morning routines and evening routines. So I would love to know, do you have any specific routines or just any maybe non-negotiables that you keep in your mornings or in your evenings? Oh yeah. I'm like a complete. Oh yeah. She says. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So I, after I graduated college, I literally had no routine, but I like moved right to the city. Like I graduated and started my job 10 days later. Like I was like, I don't even know what adulting is, but I, I, I guess I have a 401k and I'm, you know, I get a check every two weeks now. Like, cool. Like I lived in Berkeleyville. I was like living the life of like college 2.0, you know, just like yeah. the fifth year with a, a, a little money because trust me, it was not much. Um, <laughs> So I like after that, like first initial year and I was just like, I was kind of a mess. I was just like drinking all the time. I didn't have a routine. I was like, I have to figure this out. I was like, I gained so much weight. And I was just like, I have to figure out something that works for me. Mm -hmm. So what really works for me is just like going to bed and waking up at the same time. That's like not life-changing. I think everyone does that. Um, but I am very particular about it. And I wake up every single morning and go and do some type of movement, whether that's actually working out, going on a walk, stretching yoga, but I have to get up and I have to do that because if I don't do that, I can't start my day. I don't have any energy. Like I need that time to myself where I'm not talking to anyone. Like, I don't even want to talk to the person who's checking me into the gym. Like, I just, you know, like I just want to be in complete silence with my friends and my podcast. So I wake up every morning at like 5.15 and I go right to the gym. Again, not every day at the gym is like this big, hard exercise. Like sometimes it is just stretching, but it's just the fact of like getting out of my bed and like doing something. So what, if you want to do that in your, your house or your apartment, like you can do it really anywhere. Um, and I did this all through COVID too. I would just wake up and I would run the stairs in my apartment complex, like <laughs> I just had, I had to do something. <clears throat> so I wake up at 5.15. I don't wash my face in the morning, um, which is like kind of a weird fact, but I was finding that <laughs> I was like making my face really dry. And if I worked out in the morning and then came home and washed my face again, I was washing my face three times a day. And I was like, yeah, this is just like really drying on my skin. So my skin reacted great to that. But if you have oily skin, you probably can't do that. Yeah. Um, I wake up, I shower at that point, it's probably like seven 30. And then I sit on my couch or I sit outside and I'm like drinking water all day long. Like by that point, I've already had like 24 ounces of water. And now I'm sitting down again and I'm going to drink another 32 ounces. Like I, I'm like, I need to be a cactus. I'm just like, taking all <laughs> that's how I am. I get it. <laughs> um, so then I sit down and then that's when I do start working on my Instagram. Like I start finding deals for the day and I keep posting them. And that's just what I do for like the next hour. Um, around eight 30, since I work from home, I make my smoothie, which I literally have this same smoothie every single day for the past, like four years. Um, and I make my coffee um, if you want super specific, I put in my smoothie, I, just <laughs> I, gonna use, <laughs> I use, um, the Ninja blender, which we are absolutely obsessed here with it here. Um, I use frozen spinach, frozen, like blueberries or any like berries that have antioxidants in it. Um, a vegan protein. I use some greens powder, immunity powder, almond milk and peanut butter. Um, 
and I drink that. I drink my coffee. And then at nine o'clock around then I log onto my computer and I start my job. Awesome. So that's my morning. I like how you keep it simple. Like it's nothing like crazy that you're doing in the morning, like just taking time for you. Yeah. And a lot of people do morning pages or they do meditation. And I think I kind of get that when I go to the gym, like, because I'm there, I'm thinking like, of course I'm doing, I'm moving my body. So for me, it's just like that time at the gym is like my motivation, my morning pages. And I did try for a while to do like morning pages and like journal and do all that. For me, it didn't work. So I don't think like, if it doesn't work for you, don't feel guilty. Find yeah, the things that make different. you find the things that make you feel happy. Um, I do like reading the daily stoic. I don't get to it every day and I, I don't feel guilty about it because I listen. I also listen to podcasts that are like very motivating or things like that. So like, it does put me in a good mindset for the day. I love it. And do you have anything that you specifically stick to at night or you kind of let your nights just flow? Um, I used to let my nights just flow and that did not work. So, um, I have to stop drinking any type of water by 8 PM. Um, so that's like one fun fact because I'll be up all night if I don't, um, but I also, I also try to do intermittent fasting as much as possible. Um, it doesn't always work out and I'm, I try to be flexible with it. So I try to um, be done with dinner between six and seven. And that just for, since I wake up so early to go to the gym, it just really helps my stomach not feel so full in the morning. Um, I don't eat before I go to the gym. That's just the personal preference. Um, so I try to have my dinner done by six or seven every single night. Um, after that, I'll go up and wash my face. I do believe in washing your face after you eat. Um, I think like you could get something on your face while you eat, and then you have that all night long. So I would recommend that. I don't, I don't know if that's like weird. Most people I always just feel like greasy after I, not greasy. That's not the right word, but I always feel like almost like I have just like stuff on my skin after that. (laughs) Um, so most people probably do that, but that's me. Um, I try to get off like all devices by nine. Um, and then I will read whether that's for five minutes or 30 minutes. I try to have the last thing I do at night, um, read. And then I, uh, every single night I sleep on my, um, satin pillowcase. I have my silicone earplugs and I wear an eye mask, even though I have, <laughs> um, uh, what are they called? Like light blocking shades. Um, but I'm so used to that from living in the city and living right next to a fire station that I'm like silicone earplugs, eye mask, and then I wake up and do it all over again. Eye masks are just a way to go. Like I have blackout curtains too, but like, unless I've got that eye mask on, like I need that full (laughs) darkness right on top of my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I tried that for so long and then it would always like fall off in the middle. I moved too much. I think. (laughs) Oh, I sometimes off. I yeah sometimes I wake up and it's like this and I just kind of put it back <laughs> up. <laughs> but I am like I'm such a stickler to my routine. Like I even like when I'm on vacation, I really try to have some type of like movement and smoothie in the morning. My nights aren't as good when I'm on vacation, but I have to start the day that way. I think I, I think that. yeah I think everyone's like even if it's just a glass of water like just have something that you do every day. Cause I think that just kind of helps you get set up for your day. Then, you know, like it's morning cause I'm having my run or I'm having my 
glass of water or my lemon water, whatever it is that you want to do. Like you don't have to have a drastic morning routine. And I feel like, especially on TikTok right now, and I am guilty. I love these TikToks of like that girl TikTok where they have a million things that they do. And I would love to be that person. And I can do some of those things, but I don't have the energy for like a million and six things every day. And they're probably not doing that every day. And a lot of people do ask me like how I work out in the morning. And a lot of that is just, I would say it's not motivation. I do kind of always go back to like the discipline part of it and how it makes me feel since I've been doing it for so long. I know that I'm in such a more positive mindset. Um, I also make it super easy. I lay my clothes out the night before that I'm wearing to the gym and I don't wash my face. So that makes it easy. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, it. One thing on the that girl topic, I just watched someone's YouTube video and she was talking about like when she creates content and like they don't do it in the morning when they're waking up. Like even though it says like 6 a.m. or maybe not, maybe some of them do, but like a lot of them will like film all that in the afternoon like when they have their free time because they're an influencer so it's like if I had to wake up and then like film my whole morning too and then like like it would be like 10 o'clock by the time I would be done with everything oh yeah I've tried to do it before I'm like I can't this is taking too much right (laughs) and also like I don't really think people care that much (laughs) right exactly even like I was doing like the viral tiktok right now is like the sushi or the salmon and rice like sushi thing so good first of all I love it it's so good like I highly it makes me so nauseous to think about like (laughs) it's literally so funny that you're bringing this up because my friends and I have a snapchat group and my one friend was making it and the the mushing of the salmon oh my gosh like I I cannot and I do like I love that girl's tiktok because it's like so asmr or whatever Mm -hmm. it is whatever the term the kids use and yeah. I like salmon and I like a spicy salmon roll, but the mushing of the salmon. Yeah. See, I more so like flaked it off with the fork than like actually like mushing it down, but <laughs> I apologize. I don't even know what we're talking about exactly, but the mushing of the salmon just doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> but you know, either way. What does sound good is like the mayonnaise that she puts on it. Like I, I ordered could- it off Amazon. <laughs> I, I can be, I can get on top of the mayonnaise there. I can be part of that. It's very good. But my point behind it is that I filmed it to put on my TikTok. And even that, like my husband was like, are you, like, can we get to dinner? Like, can we eat dinner now? Like, this is taking so long. Like you have to film each part. And I'm like, I'm trying to be an influencer right now. It's not working, (laughs) but I'm trying. so funny oh my god um and then to wrap up one of my favorite questions to ask all of our guests is about gratitude so I would love to hear three things that you are grateful for today Grace yes um I'm so sad this is over I'm very grateful to be on your podcast um I am grateful and this is every day my husband makes me makes us dinner almost every single night so I am very grateful grateful for that because I know a lot of women do not Um, you are blessed. (laughs) Yes. I'm very blessed with that. You are. (laughs) Um, I'm also really grateful for just, I guess I don't get a lot of hate on the internet, which is really nice. And I feel like really rare. Um, I feel like the people who are on this journey with me are just like really cool and really down to earth. And 
they're not coming to spread hate. And then I'm also really grateful for just like having a healthy body that I'm able to move. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And it's like going to the gym these days is not about like aesthetics for me at all. It's not about like what I'm going to look like. It's all about just like being the healthiest that I can be the strongest that I can be and just continuing that on. I love that. And I am so grateful for having you on the podcast. So thank you for being on. I know there was more that we had planned and we obviously didn't get to. So uh, just like, again, we say with every person, I hope to have you back. (laughs) Yes. And we're finally going around the second rounds right now. So, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So again, thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your story. And um, thank you for making me want to buy so many things from him. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you or anyone else needs anything, just shoot me a DM and I'm taking your requests. Really quick. Where can people find you on Instagram? What's your handle? Yeah. So my handle is what grace bought underscore. I had to add the underscore in recently um, because a secret project, (laughs) just kidding. But um, I did do it for a specific reason and that will be shared probably before this podcast comes out hopefully so perfect exciting awesome and then we'll have um grace's links below as well so that you guys can just pop down into the description and then go follow her like i said her stories can be a little bit dangerous so if you're in a shopping mood (laughs) maybe watch them maybe don't at your own risk (laughs) but thank you again and i appreciate you yes this was so fun thank you okay (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can only go on and on and on about how Grace is so amazing. Um, I think that that our discussion with her was just like so real. And for someone that we literally just met that day, um, I think that she opened up so much and gave us like a lot of insight into just like, you know, your regular day-to-day person, you know, we're so used to like having like the fitness influencer and like the, like, I love having those episodes. I only, I gave one example of what we have on here, <laughs> but like we have people who are like, that's very much like their business. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to talk to someone who, you know, it, she doesn't have anything to do with like the fitness world. Yeah. And I think that it was awesome to hear like how she goes to work out or she just lives her day-to-day life. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting too, because a lot of our guests, even if they're not fin- fitness people, a lot of our guests yeah. have just been entrepreneurs. They have their own businesses, mm-hmm. whether that's hormone coaching, fitness, you know, zippity teas, obviously with the clothing, you know, so a lot of them have just their own business in general and to have grace, not only have her own business, but also be in the corporate world was mm-hmm. uh, kind of cool to talk about with you and I being that in that similar position of having our yeah. project and then having our, um, you know, kind of corporate position as well. So yeah one of our first guests, you know, that we've kind of been able to have that conversation with, obviously we have guests who have been in that situation before, but a lot of our guests, I feel like have progressed past that where they're just yeah. in passion, which uh, she even said that she could easily just like quit her job, but she yeah, like loves like working in corporate. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I just think that she, t- like, she brought up so many like real points, mm-hmm. um, for someone like in corporate, like with the benefits and the things like that, that you get from corporate America. And on top of that, just like therapy and like you living and working in the same place as your spouse, Yeah, you know, and how difficult that can be. I think that there's like a lot of topics that we, you know, we went into that I didn't see that conversation going to at all, like, because we had her on and 
I guess I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect from our interview and I got so much more than I expected, you know? Definitely. And I know we've mentioned this before too, but um, if you're ever interested in being on the podcast, let us know because Grace mm-hmm. herself to us, like I, I, we were just messaging with her on Instagram. Um, I think you and I were both kind of just messaging back and forth with her, like via our, you know, get fade with an Instagram. And then yeah. she had mentioned, I think when I was talking to her, like, Hey, if you ever, you know, wanted to, you know, have me on here, some topics that I would really like to talk about, you know, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, she had mentioned, like, she listens to podcasts, so she had an idea of, you know, who we are and, and what our audience kind of is and stuff like that. And so, you know, once she pitched it, I was like, yeah, you'd be a great fit, you know? So, yeah. Um, and we've had a few guests that have done that now. So if you have something that you think you want to share with the world and help us share that message or help have us help you share that message with the world, like shoot us a message, shoot us an email. Like, I would love to see what you're about, see if you're going to be a good fit for us and have that conversation. Honestly. Yeah. And Holly, where can they email us at? They can email us at getfittywiththepod at gmail.com. Or if you want to DM us on Instagram, where can they Instagram us at? At getfittywiththepod. I really messed myself up there by giving you the Gmail. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you threw me a little, a little curveball there. <laughs> but yeah, we love, we love hearing from you guys and we love hearing about the guests that you guys enjoy hearing. Um, so even if it's not you that you're pitching, but you want to pitch someone else, like maybe it's a friend or a colleague or, you know, something like that, like definitely let us know because we love having guests and we love meeting new people. And I have said this in previous ones and probably I don't, we recorded two podcasts today, so I don't know when I said this, but like our guests are so influential on us too. So I definitely think that getting more people that maybe we don't see every day is pretty cool. And just, you know, exploring different topics. Like maybe there's just a topic we haven't touched on that you guys would like us to touch on. Like, let us know that way we can go seek someone out in that area too. Like, I know we've talked about it before, like having like a dermatologist or something on, like that's something I know I'm still kind of looking for. Um, but like, I was just, go ahead. I was gonna say, there's just like general things that I know I just want to explore with someone. So if there's something you guys think would be really cool and, and fitting for us to explore, please let us know. Yeah. I was going to say, if anybody knows of a dermatologist, um, who would be willing to come on. Um, I also have been trying to find like a vet. I've reached out to a few and they have not answered me back. Um, I think that sometimes reaching out on Instagram to a vet is like a little difficult because they think that you're just like asking questions about your own pet, which I'm sure that they get all the time. Um, but if you know of a veterinarian that, um, I almost said vegetarian, um, (laughs) if you know of a, (laughs) if you guys know of a vet too, like, let us know. Um, I think that's it up for right now, but those are the two things that we've been looking for recently. Yeah. So let us know what you guys are interested in and go keep giving, keep giving the feedback because we are liking it. I don't know know why I just have like a weird, (laughs) I don't know what I just did there. (laughs) Yeah. And all Grace's information will be in the description. And like I said, in the intro, I have bought so much because of her. So like with caution, follow her. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go do it. Go do it because it's so good. Lots of things to buy. Yeah. But with that, we'll see you guys back here next week. Have an amazing week and remember to do something nice for someone else this week. Bye.